ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome. What's happening? You'll notice we're a three-piece tonight. Guys, we're missing somebody. He's right. Go point. <laughs> Go point. He's. If you guys can't tell, Bobby's, Bobby's finger, he's going to do it. Boom. Right there. Our good friend. There it is. Love Love is on vacation in Scotland. And since we took a week off last week, we wanted to make sure to bring it to you guys live to make sure that the content is there. But we are live here. So live and, ooh, live and uncut. Unfiltered after dark. I love it. Uh, the Cinemax of podcasts. Ooh, Bounty board. I like it. I like it. You are the soft clothes sommelier. Slumberjack uh, smack. Slumberjack smack at this time of night. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> opening salvo. Setting the tone. I love it. I'm going to do my best. Uh, oh, to keep man. this to keep this train on the rails, uh, it's already in, off the rails. It's, we're fuck it. We're, uh, we're have we ever been on it's the rails? It's a crazy train. Fuck it, it is. we'll do it live. We are doing it live exactly. So uh, let's go through a round of introductions. As you may know, if you're playing the home game, I am Hybrid Glass right down here. Joining us tonight, as always, to my, I guess that would be stage left, right? Um, uh, yeah. We've got Sergeant Sodium over there. How's it going, everybody? And then jumping way across to the other side of the screen, up up high. Hey, high fives to my high fives. high fives. Other way, Bobby, but that's fine. We'll get it. Other way. We'll <laughs> we're trying to high five an excellent radio visual. Um, but let's you know let's let's start it off, guys. We took last week off because everybody was uh, busy. Yeah, everybody was sleepy. I was in California for a, uh, a work thing. Uh, you know, Bobby, I think you had something going on last week. You were at a concert, if I remember correctly. I was at a concert and I got a puppy. Puppy. I've done all kinds of stuff. Tell us. Obi Juan. Tell us the puppy's name. Don't steal his thunder. Damn it, Ryan. <laughs> what is the Damn puppy's it. name? I the, he is Obi Wan. Amazing. Uh, his, we call him Obi. He is a cardigan corgi. Uh, so we have been lovingly referring to him as Obi Wan Kin Corgi. That's amazing. Brilliant. <laughs> There's so much brilliance. That is his Instagram handle. And he is too damn cute for his own good. We're having a lot of fun with him. So if you guys uh, are not following Nerdy Bits on Twitter, on Instagram, make sure to do that. Or if you're not following Bobby uh, on either of those good things, we'll or, throw, Obi. or Obi, make sure to do that. And follow Obi because apparently I missed the boat. I'm, I'm too old for the pet Instagram thing, um, I think. So. It was either that or just really spam our personal accounts, and we decided to give him his own little spotlight. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ryan, what you have going on last week? Or this week? Let's talk about this week, too, because it's been – this week has been a ride already as well. Yeah. Uh, I was in Kentucky this past weekend Ooh, looking yeah. at all the horses. No, I wasn't there for the horses. But uh, I was uh, visiting the wife's family. Had a good time down there. Went okay. and seen the uh, – some caves. Cave diving was pretty fun. Did, um, now, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you something. Did your wife go cave diving as well? Well, we went on a cave tour. It wasn't really Isn't diving. Isn't spelunking? It was, it's not as cool as spelunking because we're, like, guided spelunking. So. It's, it's, okay. Pretty... Spelunking is like a, a base jump in parachuting, right? So it's no guide. Just you're jumping right in. There you go. Okay. Yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, we did that over the weekend and then, 
We're doing more baby prep for that in the in the house. We did baby classes today. So fun. The countdown is on. Father approved. What is the uh what is the due Pretty date again? Approved. Uh July thirteenth. Oh July. Okay, so you got a little bit. You got your uh you got a we little got bit. a new house member. You've got a little bit. Just a little um, bit. Um for that. So <clears throat> yeah, with that said, let's um you know, I didn't. You know, I'm not doing much this week. I'll, we'll get into that in the bounties. Uh, I'll talk about what I've been doing. I, without a shadow of a doubt, and I will do our best, and we will all do our best to scream spoilers because there's one thing we all did. And actually, I'm just going to do it now. Spoilers. Spoilers. Endgame. We, we have to. Yeah, we have to talk about it. Just a minute. Let's try and, and keep it on. as spoiler-free as before we jump into the news. Let's keep it as spoiler-free as we possible can. And I know we'll bring it back up with uh, with love next week. Um, yes. Uh, or you guys will bring it up back up with love next week. I'm actually going to be um, in Chicago uh, with some clients. Um, but I, so I, want, I wanted to talk about it tonight. Thoughts? It was an emotional weekend between that and Game of Thrones. <sighs> Toby started on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Is that a is that a bad getting started or a good getting started? No, no, no. We we'll spend all night on Both. Endgame and Game of Thrones, and we'll never get to <laughs> the purpose. Game of Thrones, as I've been calling the weekend. There we go. I love it. End of Thrones. And- Egot for those that are hip. <laughs> all right, so let's stay with Endgame. Uh, I will say this: what I've been telling everybody, uh, as spoiler free as I possibly can, they absolutely stuck the landing in the best way possible. And uh, there's been a million and one theories out there. And even if you had it figured, even if you fucking knew the formula they were going to go after on what they were going to do, there's wrong. Well, still, like if you're wrong (laughs) or right, they added so many like elements to that story that made it more than what you thought it could have been. It was definitely the sum of some parts, but they delivered in a big way. The, it was incredibly smart. The 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 little and I watched uh, Kevin Smith's um, Fat Man uh, today. I did too. The hour long uh, one. Kevin Smith. He's been a he's been a hero of mine my entire life. Um, I've got to I've got to say hi to him one time. I think from a anybody who is a student of film and enjoys making film or doing anything with video uh, has to respect that guy uh, and some of the things that he's done. Uh, but uh, it was funny to watch him and his reactions because I had a lot of the same visceral reactions. I remember the guy sitting next to me um, when I was like when at the end of the movie when somebody picks up uh, the hammer. Um, fuck it. You have, if you, I'm sorry. Spoiler. When Cap gets the hammer, finally, um, and he wields it and it hits Thanos in the back of the head. I literally was sitting on the edge of my seat and like jumping up and down like a kid, like some kid who just had too much sugar when it came yeah. back and landed in Chris Evans head. Um, uh, so uh, with that, um, I don't disagree with the chat there. I think the Captain Marvel um, was a, it was a little bit overhyped. Right. Uh, yeah. She definitely yeah, played sure. a role and she definitely plays. I'm not taking anything away from the character. Uh, she definitely played a role and she definitely was there. I think I almost want to say that the Russo brothers and all the talk about her being able to whip Thanos's ass was to kind of throw you off the scent a little bit about what was right. actually going to happen. Um, I'm, I, but to your point, Bobby, I think it was absolutely a monumental outing and effort and just 
unbelievable uh, ending to a 10-year, 22. I mean, I think back, I was 28 when that first film came out. I didn't have kids, right? Right. Um, when that first movie came out, uh, and Melissa and I went and saw Iron Man, uh, at the same movie theater, right? I started this journey in the same school. Yeah. You guys were in high school. Um, exactly. (laughs) Uh, one of the the things I read about tonight, uh, from the Russo brothers, and I'm going to try and say this in a way that isn't like really giving in too much here. Uh, one of the last exchanges between the, the final exchange between uh, Tony and, and Thanos that they have the back and forth that they're having the the last line that Tony has there was originally not in the movie and that was added in uh, after the fact. Wait, which one? The what Tony says? What yeah. is that? Oh God! Yeah. I mean, yeah. to end. I mean that that was the perfect way to make a circle, right? To yeah. end. With the improv line, and then to end Robert Downey Jr.'s run as Iron Man on that line, I just uh, there were. It's funny. I felt bad because my dad um, was. We went. I went and saw my. Excuse me, my dad, and my brother-in-law, and uh, my dad has had. Um, my dad has had a couple strokes, uh, and he is very emotional now. My dad used to be a very stern and stoic no emotion, very dry sense of humor. But now, you know, the wind can blow the right way and tears are just like falling down his eyes. In the opening credits, my dad pulls out a box of tissues from his jacket (laughs) and went through almost the entire thing, the whole movie, because it was just Black Widow died. It's just he's sitting there sobbing like a child. And I'm kind of chuckling because I know the backstory on why he's so emotional like that. Uh, but it really was, and there was a bunch of moments in, uh, that I, I shed a tear during that as well um, to see Chris Evans get the send-off that he did, um, to see Chris Hemsworth, to see them take that risk with that character and it pay off as big as it did, uh, I think yeah. was I think was brilliant. Um, absolutely uh, brilliant. There's, there's two things I want to make note of really quick on it. So one, the opening uh, intro for the... the the fanfare for Marvel, Marvel Studios, when they're rolling that through, nice little Easter eggs there was uh, all that it was only the characters that survived the snap. Yeah, that was being shown, which I thought was really cool. A nice little touch. Um, but uh, I was going to go with the other piece of it. Um, fuck, I lost it. It'll come back to me. All right. Just jump I've never, in. I've never been on the verge of of tears before. Like I like it. It takes a lot for me to cry. It, like in like normally anyway. And the fact that the movie got me there so fucking easily was like, what the fuck? Like I've never had like butterflies so many times in a movie. To where like every time you see somebody new, you're like, oh my god, it's them again. You like, haven't even. You, there. you haven't even. You haven't even had that first kid yet. I remember. I know. Uh, it was. <laughs> The, there's been twice that I can recall in like recent time where I've I've made audible noise during a movie. So I'm usually like very much in my own. Like I, I adjust and like I lean forward and like I, I eat fast if I'm eating. Like I, I get into it in that sense. There could be but so like, many lewd jokes made right now. There's there should be. <laughs> okay. I would sign off on them. All right. So my my lewd Patreon. Um, <laughs> uh, when the Last Jedi when they entered into hyperspace and destroyed Snoke's oh, ship. God, that whole shot was, that whole sequence. 
like legitimately like just indistinguishable gibberish came out of my mouth when that happened and then in this movie uh when cap is running at thanos and uppercuts his ass with the hammer like i i that shot and just how that like i i legitimately just like made some sort of noise and my wife was sort of laughing at me yeah the, I love when he picked it up the first time, and and Thor was like, "I knew it." Yep. It's like yes. Well, because oh, he, he he like made it move and right. Age of Ultron. Right. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, I, I knew it. It's like yes. But hey, you know what's awesome is now that we're gonna have Thor as a member of the Guardian. Which yeah. Is I yeah I think that's that's the you know because a lot of the guys were a lot of the people in the film were done with it right Scarlett Johansson yeah. had come out and said she was done with it I think. You know, she's she's done with it um, outside of the Black Widow prequel, which I'm not sure how much she will be a part of. Right. Because it's going to focus on a younger Black Widow um, right. as she's going as she's going through school and becoming, um, Black, or the, you know, it's going to focus more on Natasha Romanov than it is. Right. Black Widow. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, we know that we're getting uh, a Falcon and Winter Soldier buddy comedy. Um, I love the way that they got Loki back to life because Disney Plus, they had to figure that out because of his show coming on Disney Plus this fall. Um, yep. I'm really hoping that we see uh, see Falcon take up the mantle in the show uh, with with Bucky Barnes, um, yep. as, as we did saw in that comic book run. Uh, and just where it... Uh, yeah, Loki vanished into Game of Thrones. <laughs> says the chat. Uh, perfect. Sure. And what a what a segue into Game of Thrones. So let's touch on that real quick too. All I could say is Arya Stark. Finally. Spoiler. I have finally. Seen any of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to talking say. about just are just you talking about her and po- her and her just coming story. out. Yeah, yeah, her in general. Are just you talk, are you talking about the 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 sex scene? Or are you talking about no 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 no. no. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm talking about getting to see her actually use all the training that she's done over oh, the yeah. uh, since since sure. Ned died in the in the first season, um, and become the badass that she is in the books, and you know, you know that all come to fruition. Um, yeah, I, you know, there's been a lot of mixed mixed reviews on that episode. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I've I watched. Too. I had I had a ton of fun with it. I watched it twice um, because there was you know it was it was a, it was a movie. Right, I mean, it was ninety minutes, um, yeah. and there was so much going on. Um, there's a couple things like Sam. Why? Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, here's the thing. Like, I'm looking at it, and I'm sure it'll be, but it seems because there's what three more hour and a half episodes. Mm, yes. So I'm just curious, you know, like how they tell that story. Like, because we kind of know what's next. Well, at least we assume we know what's next, yeah. what they've alluded to in the preview. So um, I, I think that they did some really cool scenes. There's some amazing shots with those dragons fighting up above the clouds. Oh, that was the, uh, the, the first time when you see Jon Snow and Daenerys um, come above, crest the clouds, and they just kind of hover yeah. there for a second with the moon and the everything beneath it. I was just like, oh, wow. That's like 90% of the budget of the show right there. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Um, I think there were some nice payoffs. Uh, obviously, like again, spoilers here. It was uh, predictable, but sad yet to see some of those those folks go away. But like, you got to start cleaning up a little bit 
Like this, we all know that this is a story that does not have happy endings. So yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, it it is there. Um, to answer the chat oh, real quick, it, Smurf. Yeah, who that, is that? That is the kid from uh, confirmed. That was the kid from Iron Man three that he gave all the gear to. Um, Uh-oh. so just going back to that funeral scene, uh, like, I mean, and not, I don't want to jump back into Endgame too much. Is uh, that was confirmed? Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers was amazing. Um, there's so just so many fan callbacks uh, and just fan service throughout the entire movie. But what really excites me, and you know, I know that we're closing a chapter. Um, I think Kevin Smith felt said it best, right? It felt like a yearly. It felt like a big trade. Uh, it felt like you know I was at the end of a huge crossover event. Um, I've got a ton of those you know books sitting up on my on my shelf. A culmination of you know comics uh, that was just amazing. Um, but what excites me the most about it is where they can now take that universe because they've mm-hmm. opened up so many things with Thor's nod to have as Guardians of the Galaxy with uh, a potential you know Young Avengers run. I think that's ultimately where we get the next Avengers movie. Um, we I, I undoubtedly I would love to see Steve and Peggy's kid. Um, because I think that actually happened. We didn't get any confirmation of it, but we know that he now spent a life with Peggy Carter and that exists in this timeline now, uh, in this universe. Um, so I love how he kept that for himself. Yeah. I I, like that was great. He was like, no, that's, Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I I just want that. That's one thing that you guys don't know about me. And that's, that's just how I'm going to keep it and take that with me. Like that was amazing. It's perfect. It was, it was pretty wild to um, like there at the end with the ability for him to like bring Bucky into that scene. Like I was a little, little perturbed that Bucky didn't walk up and say bye to him. Like that, that kind of irked me a little bit uh, in a way that, that it was like Chewie walking by Leia after Han died and she hugs Ray in the force awakens. Yeah. But I, I don't, I, I see where you're coming from, but I don't 100% agree with that. I think it was, I think Bucky had already said his goodbyes, you know, 100 years ago when he fell off the train. And, you know, Bucky never looked at himself throughout the entire series as Steve's friend. And I don't think he ever got over the fact that he was altered and was became the Winter Soldier and was forced to do these things. Uh, so I thought it was kind of poetic that Sam was the one sure. to walk up and get the mantle passed to him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I understand, you know, that I can see where you, that was, but if that's your only gripe about the movie, then yeah. yeah. Do you think that they maybe at one point in time had Clint there to sit in had who? And, and Clint Eastwood <laughs> to sit, sit in and, and hand the shield over? I, <laughs> I, I think that would have been perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, cause, cause Chris Evans could be related to, uh, the Eastwoods. Um, what I was going to say is the, the, let's talk really quick about the Netflix shows because I think that this is it's interesting now that we've seen Endgame mm-hmm. and knowing that all of those have been canceled on Netflix and there's reasons behind that outside of the show but since they shared that universe and they never really had to address the events of the universe that happened you know post Infinity War the end of Infinity War um, if the timelines got fucked up in any way or anything like that would happen or things were undone the battle etc 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 I, I do think, uh, yeah, I agree with Smurf. Like, I think they're coming away. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've already they've already announced. Uh, they announced one today, actually. I think. What uh, was announced today? I missed it. Uh, who was it? Um, 
Uh, hang on, let me just pull it up really quick. All right, yeah, yeah, I mean, keep keep talking. That's what we have Smurf for. Smurf, find out for us. Smurf's on it. But yeah, I was gonna say, like, I think that that's gonna be interesting. Be and like, they can then address that in the way that they feel fit. But it, it, I don't know if, how they could have kept up or writing into it. It would have been interesting to see. No, yeah, I, I, what I really want to see is. Uh, because we know we're getting the the only other movie we're getting this year is uh, Spider Man. Spider that's it. Right, that's, that's it. it. And then, so I think they're going to let that go. Obviously, that I mean, that world has to be in an End Game world, right? A post End Game uh, world. It's post End Game. Yeah, it has to be in a post End Game world. So well, I also, showed him going back to school. Right. Um, I want to know how far post End Game, you know, it is. Um, I was kind of confused with that whole seeing seeing Spider Man yeah, go back to school, um, because like his buddy was crying, like the 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 other the big kid from uh, the actual Spider Man movie, like he went up and hugged him. Ned. Yeah. So that that was five years since Spider Man had been gone. So was Ned gone too? But then why would Ned be crying if? Well that's there there's there's the big picture piece there my friend because that's what i wanted to bring up also and we're, we're spending a lot of time on it uh but the fact that when all the rest of the people who were snapped showed up they were not aged they right. were they were the same as they were beforehand the other thing that's interesting is is that they went back to high school in that moment where we're speaking peter parker like they're in high school where most of those kids would have now been in college. And so I think it's interesting. Like there's, there's a, a very interesting point. Well, uh, if you, bring up. yeah, if you think about the dialogue though, when Bruce snapped, it's, it was literally said, bring everyone back just as they were. Right. Right. So they literally say that. So all of the people yeah. who were snapped came back as if they were never snapped. Right, so right. cosmic time has advanced for five years, but they have not because they technically didn't exist. Um, right, right? The, you know, the the snap just brought them back. Um, so I think that is interesting. So I think, they were they were gone for literally just seconds. Yeah, they all they know, and I think Ned was crying to your point, Ryan, is because the last time he saw Peter was when Peter asked him to distract everybody. Yeah, on the bus, and that was it. You know, in the yeah. in in Infinity War. Uh, and he has—he has no idea what happened to Peter. He has no idea whether Peter made it. All he knows is, I'm back, and yeah, that's it. Um, I was on the way to a field trip. Um, with the married people split and moved. <laughs> um, so it was a very good. It was very good. Yeah. Uh, a monumental achievement. Regardless if you are burnt out on, on the genre, if you're not into superhero movies at all, I think that from a film standpoint to have that much talent over that period of time with the budget that they did and honestly to, to, to bring back like this is the biggest thing for me is Marvel had to like acquire its own assets again that it sold off yep. making a bet on itself that like hey if we do this and we can get it back and do it our way like it will pay off immensely and here they are now like they got this Disney plus shit they're worth Disney all over like the the, the MCU is arguably the biggest ever cinematic achievement ever. Yep. Hands down. Totally agree. Um, <clears throat> last thing I want to say on this, and then we'll jump, jump into the news. Cause there is just, there is a little bit of it 
is the it was super poignant um to see John Favreau sitting with Robert Downey Jr.'s Ooh. daughter. Yeah. Um because he was the director that started it all. Um yeah. you know, with Kevin Feige. Um and yeah, anyway. All right, let's let's get let's uh end the game uh and jump into jump into news. So uh, you know, a lot of not a whole not a whole slew of news articles this week. A couple big ones. Uh, I'm going to jump in with a couple things because I will be doing uh, until the September release date a weekly Borderlands three update. Uh, but uh, you know, I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, Tim Sweeney made a tweet earlier in the week. Uh, this one comes from uh, uh, US. Our friends over at USG, Matt Kim, reported. Uh, you know that Tim Sweeney tweeted out. You know if Steam makes a commitment uh, to, you know, permanent, you know, committed to a permanent 88% revenue share for all developers and publishers without major strings attached. Uh, Epic would hastily organize a retreat from exclusives while honoring our partner commitments and considering putting down, putting our own games on Steam. Um, I think Epic not, you know, and I know there's a contrary point that, you know, a news story that Ryan's going to share in a minute talking about Epic, but Epic has the biggest stick right now, mm-hmm. right? They have arguably the largest stick, and there's you know there walk softly and carry a bit you know and carry a big stick is is an expression from the lacrosse world if you're a defender, but they don't have to walk softly right now. They are the 800 pound gorilla in the industry. They are undoubtedly have the most money in the bank um, right now uh, because of a little gem called Fortnite. Um, you know, uh, which and it, I think has climbed back over Apex now again, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I think they're going to trade back and forth because their update cycles are not coinciding with each other, right? It's like a Fortnite up, it's a Fortnite season, and then it's an Apex season, and then it's a Fortnite season. There's again, right. there's room for both of them to exist. There's no, there, right. you know, they they serve two different markets. Um, not to jump, you know, too far into that. I think, you know, there's not much more in the article. Um, I want to jump back, you know, you know. Tim said it. It's out there. I don't have a huge issue with him swinging that stick around. Um, right. I do love the fact, though, that today we saw the gameplay reveal of Borderlands and what? everything that I wanted. Uh, for it is, it is a Borderlands game, number one. Um, that's exactly what I wanted. A lot of people are saying, oh, there's not enough, you know, change. I, guys, it, all I want is my the king the, the first of the looter shooters to come back, um, and, and you know and bring out that third one, uh, which I wanted. I think there was a lot uh, there, uh, and I know Bobby, you watched half of it. I watched, uh, you yeah. know, I watched sporadically. Let's, let's let's unpack a little bit of that. Yeah. So uh, I've had a few people hit my phone up today about like, hey, did you watch it? I'm like, I, I was at work. I tried to watch what I could. But there were some people who who did. Let's just call it what it is. They felt a little lit down by the development time needed for this game and the lack of difference, perceived difference, I should say, from its predecessors. Now, I think I think Borderlands is an experience more than just new features. Absolutely, through writing and tone and style. Um, but I didn't know if there's a few things that maybe you wanted to highlight or that you thought was worthwhile to mention, like this is a new thing for the game. Uh, did you feel, do you feel like that's something we should dive into? 
like I think there's some cool things to recognize for sure. Yeah, um, I think one of them is I think they have they've added loot instancing, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, that's something if you're a Diablo player, especially Diablo three, after they made the uh, the big patches, everybody now has their own loot stream. So if you're playing with three people, uh, you don't have to worry about hey, is this gun? I'm glad that they're adding the ability to turn that off because I think that was part of the thing that was cool with the Borderlands with Borderlands one and two in in couch co-op is or in co-op in general is oh hey here's this really good gun well I I grabbed it what do you got you can trade me no I don't need it right now um, we'll see how that plays out I think it'll, it'll be interesting for leveling up and stuff like that um i'm glad that they turned it in i thought it was interesting too that randy pitchford uh came out very quickly to say there won't be microtransactions or anything like that on stage at the end of it i don't know if anybody caught that uh but then chris brock who is the producer uh and all of this is coming from uh the kotaku article uh that joshua riviera riviera wrote uh from our friends at kotaku um was like uh very quickly chris brock came out and said that's not true there will be microtransactions for cosmetic items um in the game uh but it wasn't said uh if <clears throat> the quote directly is uh brock told game industry bridge will probably make content after launch that we will sell but we also don't intend to take what borderlands was and chop it up into chunks and sell it um so <clears throat> So the loot thing you, you were talking about, you can turn off so you can make it to where everybody gets their own loot or everybody gets a piece of what's already there. Yeah. Shared so loot, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I do like, I do like the, the separate stuff. Like I've been playing a lot of state of decay too. And I like the fact that like I go into specific rooms and it gives me four boxes that I open and like maybe this room has two for somebody else. But I, I, I like that that aspect of it because everybody gets a little bit of something for themselves yep. instead of trying to share with everybody. But at the same time, like, yeah, if, I mean, if everybody can get access to that that good gun and you don't need it, but I do, like, it's definitely something to have. Yeah, I liked it because it it was a. And sorry, Bobby, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I liked it because it yeah. added a little bit of competitive. Like, okay, boom, 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 let's go loot and loot and loot. Um, as long as it's amongst friends, I did have a problem with it. To your point. Um, you know, as long as there, if there's the individualized stream of loot, I think as long as to Smurf's point, um, if you can share it, drop it, trade it, uh, it'll be good. But Borderlands has always has an issue there when it comes to duping guns um, because of the old. Uh, and I don't know if they're going to get around this one um, where if you drop a gun, your buddy picks it up and then you just disconnect from Xbox Live. The gun still exists in your inventory and your buddy has it. Um, so we'll see how. Uh, they get around that one. Anyway, Bobby, go ahead. Uh, I was trying to, to, to highlight some of the other features I saw them bring into it mm-hmm. as far as um, a ping system. I would love to see that. I, I know every game now, <laughs> we want to see some sort of like pinging with it, but uh, thanks to Apex. But I think that would be a benefit here too. They made a big deal out of the slide. They yeah. sure did. And, uh, and again, like it works really well in that game, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think stylistically it, it, it complements and it looked like there was some really fun stuff. Uh, Elemental. So I saw that they shot like the big oil barrel and then they set that on fire. I thought that was really cool. And then it looked like there was a melee attack that sent an acid barrel out without uh, rupturing. Mm-hmm. And you can shoot that in places. So there's some really interesting things, especially with the degrading 
uh, covered and uh, areas there that I think it'll cause a bit more movement on the map. And I think having that slide uh, is a big component to what they're really trying to force you to do. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that I took away is uh, or noticed was the every gun has an alternate firing mode now, Mm -hmm. Um, which is nuts. If you think about the sheer volume of guns in the in a Borderlands game, and now you've doubled that by saying now every gun you can hit a button uh, and it becomes something else. Man, that's uh, it's pretty good. That's bonkers. It reminds me of uh, which one you cut out a little bit. Perfect, perfect, perfect dark. dark. Yeah, yeah. So I loved uh, in that how a lot of those guns uh, had uh, an alternative fire mode. I thought that was really great. Um, I'm a big fan of like the tinkering and yeah. having that sort of thing happen. So I'm, I think that'll be fun. And again, like looking at what this game is, uh, I do feel it will be really over the top and ridiculous. I think they're talking about like you have a mini gun that essentially you can turn over to like grenades, which, all right, let's do it. I'm the, in. The pistol fired mini rockets, for God's sake. I know. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I, I can't wait. I, I got that thing pre-ordered. Uh, I got the day off for work. Uh, save a spot for me whenever we start playing that, for sure. Yeah, I think, um, cool. And I think, you know, sticking with Epic and Borderlands, there was an interesting article that came out today uh, that I know uh, our buddy Sergeant Sodium is going to take here um, simply because he's so close to this game. Let us have it, Ryan. He's the rocket in our league. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Epic uh, decided that they were going to buy Psyonix. Uh, I don't know how this is, if it's a good thing, if it's a bad thing. Um, I think it's I think it's cool that they are like branching out and buying other developers, that kind of thing. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to be more of like a financial backing type thing, uh, which I don't think Rocket League has really needed it. Psyonix really needed it because... They've really been killing it with everything that they've rolled out in Rocket League. Their game pass, or the the Rocket Pass, has been very, very good um, every season for the most part. Um, this season, they definitely stepped it up and and gave, or they're giving out a lot, a lot of good loot, and they make it to where you can earn your next Rocket Pass by getting to max level of the current one. They give you enough keys to be able to buy the next one without you having to spend any more money. So you can spend ten dollars and own every rocket pass that they ever put out, which is really cool. Um, uh, I don't, and like they, and with the E-League, they've been doing really good with that as well. So I don't know what Epic really is going to do for them other than give them the financial backing to do whatever they, they please with that game. Um, But uh, I mean, it's, it's cool and all, but I don't know if it was necessary for psionics i mean it's necessary for epic because rocket league makes so much money through their games or through through itself and buying keys and the um the little black market that the uh that the players have created for it so i mean that makes it to where people buy keys so they can trade for specific items that kind of thing so um it's going to be it's another win for epic for the fact that they're going to make more money um but it's I don't know if you would call it a win for 
uh, psionics. They're expect they're expecting a lot from it because psionics knows that now they can do more. So I don't. I'm I'm really I'm really hoping that they're gonna really um, dig they're deep make and, League and yeah, and make so much more out of it. Um, but I don't. Know, it's yeah. What like what what Smurf said? Uh, it'd be nice if they stay separate. Um, yeah, I. We'll see. Yeah, I think that I think time's going to be the real, you know, uh, the real factor here. There's a there's an interesting quote, uh, or not? It's not really a quote. Um, uh, down towards the end of the article that we sh- that we shared from Nathan Grayson over Kotaku as well, um, where you know they don't plan on changing frequent updates and new features, new content. We'll always you know add when we play the game. But Cyanix believes this is going to give the game and its esports, to your point, Ryan, ecosystem a hard charging boost, which I thought was an interesting thing. Uh, and then the quote uh, that Cyanix also had in this blog post is, in the long term, we expect to bring Rocket League to the Epic Game Store and leverage our new relationship to grow the game in ways we couldn't do on our own before. So I think you know your comments are spot on with this gives them the bank now and the cash influx to say, let's take this, ga- let, let's take yeah. this game take this game to uh to to the next level uh and i think the last thing uh and brian i know you wanted to touch on this a little bit too but uh you know in in the rash of articles that uh, you know schreier had put out uh over at polygon uh colin campbell also put out another article um about epic and we'll kind of bookend the conversation about epic here and then get into our topic for tonight uh but i got an update too oh go ahead uh, go ahead, Ryan. Talk us about tell us about Polygon's article, and then uh, we'll jump into uh, Bobby's, and then we'll okay. We'll talk um, about we'll talk about length. Yeah. So uh, Colin Campbell short, uh, shared a story from Polygon. Um, it was about uh, kind of what we've been talking about with the big publishers uh, and developers of um, the shoot what the atmosphere. Of, the, of Epic's uh, company and how you know people are talking and coming out about um, saying that you know it's a very stressful environment trying to keep Epic alive with Fortnite because it blew up so fast. They are trying to do constant updates and people working seventy to hundred hour work weeks that they um, that they feel like they have to do it. You know they 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 were saying uh, in in that uh, article that. Um, the overtime wasn't, it was officially voluntary, but a lot of the workers felt like it was a mandatory thing that if they didn't do it, that it was going to look very, very poorly against them. Um, a couple times in there, they said that it was very stressful and even, uh, a hostile work environment for the fact that they had to put countless hours in, even though they didn't really have to just, just for that fact. And, you know, we, we've probably all been there with our jobs, like, do I have to go the extra mile? Is it going to make me look good? Is it going to make me look bad? But with some of these these uh, contractors that work for Epic, they're they're seeing other big companies that are making breaking years of of revenue and still firing lots of people because of it. So, you know, where's the, where's the fine line when it comes to it? And then you know, it, as we see, no matter how big the publishers and developers are, it's it's still the same culture as smurf said in the chat so yeah i mean i think these are a dime a dozen you know i mean like we keep we keep having the same conversation it seems like on place and the environment that 
uh, these developers are living in, and yet we're sitting out there with two hands, you know, saying "Give me," which I mean that's part of it, but I mean I, I just don't know. Like it's going to require a, a pretty drastic change. And I mean, we've we've talked unionization, we've talked increasing the cost of games on this show. Uh, you know, I think we've done a lot of different things, but I I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I once a week you're going to hear some sort of fucking shitty ass story about the way things are going in these places, and I just don't know what it's going to take to fix it. Yeah, I think you know. Again, it's I think you said it best, right? In my opinion, it is a supply and demand thing. Right now, the demand for games is so high uh especially when you are the biggest game in the world right it's tough to get around and you know there's one kind of pop out quote in here uh that popped out to me um you know one senior guy would just say get more bodies and that's an interesting you know that's an interesting thing um especially when there's a there's a deep deep talent pool out there right now because everybody wants to be a game designer uh, Do you, you know, imagine I, getting to work on Fortnite right out of college? Yeah, I mean, you know, so there's a lot of things like that where you know these developers are just gobbling people up and saying, you know, there and uh, you know what I what I'm more worried about in the long term is you know to Chat's point is you know studies have shown, um, you know, or they believe studies have shown that heavy overtime results in severe loss of productivity and happiness. I, I believe that without a doubt, right? Um, you know, uh, there are points where. Um, you know, luckily I'm fortunate enough that my, my place of employment allows me to, you know, like last Friday, uh, when I got back from working, cause when I go on these things for client events, right, it's not, I get to just sit with the client that I'm currently with and deal with them. And then I go back to my hotel and get to shut my laptop. I now have to go back to the hotel and deal with the 200 emails I got that day. Um, you know, get things done. So, you know, when I go on events like this, when I do that, like I worked 80 hours last week because I was flying on site all day with that, then working until two, three in the morning and two hours of sleep. Um, so yeah, I think from a culture standpoint, these companies are starting to figure it out. I don't, this article does not make Epic seem like an egregious offender, like some of Shriers. Uh, I think Epic is very quick to note, you know, the Epic is very quick to respond to this. Uh, maybe that was learning from the other articles, but you know, anyway, um, cool. Well, and, so I, I got I got one more thing yeah. to say. Like I one of one of the quotes is it says I've had friends break down in tears. and these people have worked their whole life to get to this point in a career. Mm-hmm. And like when I worked at Toys R Us and then you know I worked in retail, it's not the best environment to work in, but I've never had myself get to the point where I break down in tears. Like whenever I worked sixteen hour days, six days a week, that kind of thing. <laughs> You know, I never got to the point where like I got it got stressful, but I enjoyed what I was doing. I enjoyed getting the toys out to the shelf so kids can get, have a good Christmas, that kind of thing. But you know, this that's not something that I like. I strived for, but these people have stri- like strive for this chance to work on these big games, and you know, it's it's emotionally breaking people down, and I don't see how that could be. I mean, how that could be a good industry that anybody would want to continue to go into if they're, if knowing like, this is what I want to do and, oh shit, now I'm upset. Like now I don't want, like, I don't feel that urge to do it as much because I know that, you know, these extreme situations are going to cause me to work hundred hour weeks so that I'm going to be away from my kids and my family and all this other stuff. But that's what they wanted. Like they, 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 or they didn't want it, but they wanted that job. They wanted to right. be a part of that industry. 
I didn't want to be a part of Toys R Us, but I wanted to give people what they wanted. I really thought you know you're... what I'm saying. Right. Made really... of the people of Toys R Us. I really thought you were gonna say I broke down crying putting bikes together. I was gonna be like, oh, <laughs> you just can't. I can't take putting another chain on a crank. Your chains. Ever. It broke again. The uh, damn chain. Fucking chains. chains. No. Um. No, but I was gonna say to your point. Brian and to... was the Khaleesi of Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going to say, I think to your point uh, and Bobby's point a little bit is I think the, the industry is going to start finding equilibrium over the next five to six years as these development tools become easier uh, and more uh, and less code intensive and more visual UI uh, or visual coding, you know, visual coding, um, you know, and these smaller teams or these groups of kids that are just getting out of college say, well, I don't necessarily want to start. Right. I don't necessarily want to start at a giant studio. I want to just publish my own game. Hey, guys, let's get together and start our own game company and put something out there and see how it does. Either that's throwing it on Kickstarter or just self-publishing it on Steam or the Epic Store uh, or places like that. I think, you know, I think that's where it's going to be. I think, you know, we've got great options coming in Stadia to Chat's point in uh, Project X Cloud, whenever you see what that is in a couple of weeks. And then also, you know, Apple, whatever, what is Apple's gaming service called? I don't remember. Uh, arcade arcade yeah i think there's going to be a lot of different options for people to start self-publishing and breaking down that barrier and then that's when we see the big publishers start to take notice like oh shit recruitment's down but we can't recruit anymore because these people are making just as much money making games right. on their own um bobby you right. had a point uh you wanted to make sorry i didn't mean to jump in oh no i was just gonna say like are you talking about earlier because i was just gonna say i had a segment I want to news, news yeah, yeah, before segments. we, yeah, before we started uh, talking about Epic, yeah. Uh, so, uh, before we get into the main event here tonight, guys, uh, we had the privilege on the first of May, and uh, we are going to be looking at uh, the Xbox Game Pass. We got a few new titles that they released for May that looks like we're going to be getting eight new ones that we know of right now. So, I'll do a quick fire through the list Fucking here. Game Pass, man. I'm telling you, man, like it is the best value and one of the most innovative things 100%. this generation. 100%. Without doubt. Like, I mean, like looking at these titles on here, it just. There's fire, some, there's, fire them off. All right. So the first thing they got is Wolfenstein 2. Um, following up on that, I'll do them in uh, sequential, the way that they're coming out. So for May 2nd, you get Wolfenstein, which will be available tomorrow. You also get a game uh, from the studio Chucklefish. Uh, they made a game called Wargroove, but they also made a bigger game called Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. And Chucklefish is, uh, if you ever played okay. Advance Wars back in the day, uh, I'm sorry, Wargroove is a modern take on Advance Wars. Mm -hmm. It is a ton of fun. It's really good. It does have co-op that you can do online. Um, it also has a, a battle mode you can do online. So it's a grid-based tactical game. Uh, absolutely worth checking out if you have not played it yet. Um, you have following up on that, there's a game called uh, The Descenders that comes out on May 7th. And then a game that I think uh, the farmer here would really like. It's called Surviving Mars. And I know that you like Cities. Oh, that's coming out on Game Pass? It is. Uh, oh, my God. Me and Caleb have been wanting to play that for months. There it is, baby. Yeah. We, did, we, went, we didn't want to drop the $40 on it. Though. We, we yeah. love the uh, City Skylines. Yep. So you got Surviving Mars that comes out uh, in eight days on Game Pass. And then a game that I've had purchased for a while, I haven't sat around a plane, 
is called Tacoma. And this yep. is from the same studio that brought you Gone, Gone Home. It looks great. Uh, I'm curious if Hybrid Glass would like this one, Black Desert, May 9th. Are you in on Black Desert? Oh, wow. That's already on Game Pass? Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, for those of you who don't know, that is an MMO. I'll probably dip my toe into it. Um, I've been playing a lot of, and I played Black Desert on PC um, for a bit. The only thing that bugs me about the Xbox version is they don't have the class that I really like um, yet. Ah. Hopefully, hopefully that's coming. Um, but, you know, we'll get more into it in my bounties, but I've kind of fallen back into thanks to, uh, you know, one of the minds of my channel who's, you know, not on right now, uh, but, you know, suckered me back into Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. Um, nice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Pat. May, May 9th, we got Black Desert. And then uh, after that, on May 10th, for the King. Um, on May 16th, the Surge. What was that game? I'm sorry. You kind of cut out. For the King. Okay. Um, I don't know a lot about it. It looks like it says it blends tabletop and roguelike elements, and it's an RPG. So should be interesting. Um, and then the Surge. So the Surge is coming out. This game is... Uh, a lot of people compare it to dark souls um it is a science fiction based kind of post-apocalyptic uh you are in a mech suit and i i hate dark souls i absolutely hate dark souls but i had so much fun with the surge and the sequels coming out this one's a ton of fun guys it's got a little bit more of an arcade vibe to it than what dark souls does you should definitely check it out last but not least lego batman 3 is coming out on may 16th and those are your current game pass offering to the month of may that's awesome um, a lot of value there yeah and bobby you actually did a really good uh if you guys don't know and you're not following uh lumberjack smack on instagram he does these really good one minute reviews um you know 60 second reviews that are phenomenal uh your one Thanks. on the surge uh was was great uh so if you're not Thank following you. him over there go check it out um Last bit of news here, and then we're going to jump into our segment. And I think this is actually a good segue is uh, Ghost Recon put out their Operation Oracle trailer today, which featured very prominently John Barenthal. Um, I really thought we were going to get a, a Ghost Recon Marvel crossover, and it was going to the camera was going to pan down, show his chest, everything was going to fade out, and we were just going to get the Punisher <laughs> skull. We did not. Uh, but I think this segues great into our, into our topic, right, is... Uh, and our topic tonight is length of games, right? And Ghost Recon was one that we spent a lot of a lot of time a lot of time with, um, you know. So, you know, we're talking about length, boys. Do you like them short or do you like them long? Uh, let's get uh, let's get let's get right into it. Well, I think the way that we need to set this up is, I mean, this is going to be hard to top if you like them short or long. But one thing that I think we need to identify is just for the group talking. <laughs> do we prefer like what what is what what constitutes as a short game and what constitutes as a longer game let's like kind of establish some sort of understanding yeah set some benchmarks we, let's set some benchmarks here so um the past few years we've seen this crazy phenomenon happen with battle royale games and i don't know if i i mean i personally feel because i suck at these games they're relatively short um they don't last very long and I don't know if this is something that, like, I feel would be fair to bring up because, like, you could say I've got hundreds of hours invested into Fortnite or PUBG or into Apex, 
And that doesn't necessarily make that a longer game. I, I think it, quite frankly, is a bunch of shorter experiences. It's just a time frame. It's not a, you know, it doesn't doesn't really do anything for you like the other, like the other games. Like, say, Assassin's Creed, that's a long game. Right. Or Division, that's a long game. Well, it's an, that's an ongoing game. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, I mean, that's what makes it. I think that's what makes a long game, though, something that's ongoing that you're actually pursuing an end goal. When Apex, you pursue an end goal every thirty, every thirty well, minutes. Yeah, yeah, but I would argue that if you look at Tava, you know, what Bobby just brought up, right, is that's an that's a really interesting, you know, quandary. Is I would argue that a battle royale is a long game, right? Like, and I would argue that a MOBA is also a long game, right? If you look at League of Legends, I mean, how Smurf uh, in chat, let me know how long League has been out now, right? It, it, these are these are micro experiences as far as the match time is concerned, but my thousand hours in PUBG, I would quantify that in my book as a long game, right? It's held my attention for a thousand hours of my life. Well, yeah, I think that's I think this is a really great point because also there's been of endless runners for the last decade, right? And those are kind of in their own little compartment. And I think that games as a service, and I would say even like multiplayer experiences that are battle royale, might not be the best, you know, metric here for us. But I think it's something that's going to get brought up because I know specifically with Ryan. He is a big multiplayer, a big shooter. Like, he plays a lot of that shit. Rocket League, another one. Like, is that a short game? Shorter matches. So I think that when we look at what we're talking about tonight, like, we'll dive into that stuff. But specifically, like, you mentioned Assassin's Creed. I think that's a phenomenal example of what a long game is. Yeah. Um, I think a short game in this discussion, like, would be anything that can be completed in six to ten hours, start to finish. Or, or less. I'm, I should say like six six hours mm-hmm. less, ten hours or less as a short game. So what's our a long game? Okay, so what's our what's our long game then? You know, because my book, I would say anything under 20 hours, I would be considered a short game, right? If I can beat it, if I can beat it in, two, you know, two to three sessions, um, I'll take, you know, Hellblade for an example, right? That's a, that was, I would consider that a very short game, right? Um, I played that. I literally have a, you know, and you can scroll back in my videos, uh, back on YouTube, um, you know, where they live now. Uh, but you can watch my entire emotional playthrough of that game in three streams. Um, it was three six hour streams that I beat that game in. Um, you know, which, which I think is interesting. Um, so I don't know if you want to set a middle ground where there's a medium length game that might be. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I, I look at, uh, let's say, like, anything that's above 20 game, anything below 20 is a short game for okay. the sake of, right. of, like, using that. Um, I, I I think that's a, that's a good spot to be in. Um, I think a lot of these indie games that have been really popular over the last five, six years that we've been seeing are, are, are somewhere... Um, five six hour range yeah. a lot of these are um that's a I, I, again like that's a game that you can beat in, in one setting uh for sure mm-hmm. uh, but just so we kind of have an understanding going into it like we can we can bring up things like destiny we can bring up things 
like uh, I mean, Borderlands again, like that that main campaign might be shorter, but there's a lot of stuff you can do in it. So for the sake of games like that, like campaign, like Destiny's campaign is laughably short, laughably short. But right. the game, like I've got, I haven't put any in a long time into it. But before I, I got wise, I had like three hundred some hours into Destiny. Before you got uh, woke, before you got woke, I, Bobby. I was, I, I was, yeah. I I feel like with this topic though, I feel like it has to be story based. Length is is what it really needs to talk about because, like, if you're playing. I don't know if you're playing uh, Division Two for a thousand hours. You're That's progressing. A game as a service, though. Yeah, but you're progressing something. You're progressing a character. But if you put a battle royale in the same in the same like title of it, you're not progressing anything but yourself. You're making yourself a better player, but I you're not progressing you like a like if you if you continuously play Division, you're unlocking new weapons. You're unlocking new parts of your own world. Yeah, That's but you're definitely bad. not playing Division for the story. Hey, Why not? Well, watch yourself. Bite, people, bite people your, play, people, bite your people tongue. People play for the tiers to, to progress their story. That's why, they, people, that's why they have five play, tiers. They're playing, like, that is a loot-driven game. That is 100% a game that is all about acquiring gear and loot. Um... It's hard. Like I, 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 this is the point that I'm trying to bring up. Though it's difficult because, specifically, this generation, there's been a shit ton of them. Uh, I mean, like World of Warcraft. Like, let's look at that game. There's probably hundreds, if not thousands, of hours invested by certain people into that game. Again, is that is that like the longest game they've played, or is that just the game that has the most most like yeah, time accumulated? It's rough. I think it's a I and we have this, you know, in our in our show notes, but I think it really boils down to is this a value of time over experience, right? Because if to Ryan's mm-hmm. point, if you look at yeah, and, and Dentist Dentenstein just put it exactly where I was going with this, right? Is how do you quantify money spent on a game versus what you would consider a true experience, right? So for example, the division, you brought it up, that's a looter shooter, you're right, but inside of that you know, 500 or 600 hours I've already gotten that game. There are multiple, multiple storylines that I absolutely love in these micro segments. And I think you bring up World of Warcraft, which is a, uh, an even better example, right, of these MMOs, right? I know people who still to this day, that's the only thing that they play. And they've right. run every single side mission. They've run every single thing, uh, you know, with that. And I think it it really boils down to to chat's point and, and the topic point is, what do we perceive as value out of that dollar, right? Um, yeah. If I, I mean, pay like, six, does, does length equal quality? Right. Um, and you know, talking about games, I don't know if we're talking about something else. Hey, hey, save your coins. Um, Put them in the it's slot. more of the girth, like but, the, but think... the plot, you know. <laughs> the girth so of the that... plot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So this has also been like what I what I love about this topic so much. I'm sorry, I can't does... stop the girth of the plot. Uh, anyway, go I'm on. Really, I'm I'm really trying to keep us on track. No, no, not after a comment like that. We have to unpack the uh, girth of the plot. 
Oh, no. All right, bring it back, Bobby. I'm oh, sorry. No. I'm sorry. I, I, think, I think that we've talked about a few things on the show. And the reason I, I, I love this is like it threads this up really nicely. We've talked a little bit about cost of video games. Yeah. We've talked about um, the types of games that we, we like as far as like, do you prefer shooters, prefer third person, first person? Like we talked through all those things. And uh, we, we had a lengthy discussion around the perception around games that could be on a mobile platform versus a console or a PC and the price that has to go into it to validate the spin. And I think for a really long time and ongoing, there's been this perception there is an absolute feeling that if a game is short, it's not worth the fifty nine ninety nine sticker price. Like, if this game isn't that long, I'm not going to spend that much money on it. And uh, to go back to the, the the comment in chat is, like, how long do you have to spend on the game to get the true experience from it? Well, if it's a short game and it impacts you, like, I, I will always go back to Florence now. That game takes mm -hmm. 30 minutes to beat. It costs, I think, when I bought it, $4, $5. Um, pretty expensive per minute at that rate. But at the end of the day... That story was such an impactful experience that was done on a very small scale. And then I look over at something like Persona 5. And that is a game that, to beat that game, to finish that game for me, was over 120 hours. That's, that's not grinding shit. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of game to level up, but that's legitimately moving through it. So... I look at those two experiences and, and yeah, they cost a lot less, but I don't feel like length anymore. I think there was a perception growing up as a kid, especially that something had to be long to be worth the time and the money spent on it, where I don't feel that's the case anymore. God damn it. I can't, I can't, I can't not get around the childish nature of this topic. Oh, I was a young, I mean, if we're, if we're talking about, I mean, yeah, to go back to how we were saying, like, time versus like how much the game costs if we're talking about the length of games and like my the game that i put played the most and gotten the most length out of was rocket league i've got 0 0.001 like cent in the amount of hours of the game i've got thousands of like at least a thousand hours that's 0 0.02 cents that I've that I've put into that game, you know. I still, but I, but, but I don't, but I don't me, consider I that a long game compared no. to compared to like Skyrim or World of Warcraft. Just because I've put time into it doesn't make it long. Just take it. Just makes it that I put my attention towards it more than something different. I think to your point, Bobby. I think it's a, it's the culture is starting to shift, right? And I think we're starting to get these micro. I don't even want to say I don't even call it, say micro right because it's it, it brings up thing. I think it's it's we now as a culture are looking for bite sized content things that we can consume. Um, you know, and I steer clear and not steer clear right. There are still single player games like Rage when it comes out in a couple of weeks. I will probably pick that. Actually, I now seeing how quick shit's coming to Game Pass, I might just wait um, a couple months to see if Rage yeah. Two shows up because uh, that, that I think that's the way to do it. Uh, but my point is, is like I tend to where I am in just life lends itself to those shorter, um, those shorter experiences uh, right now. And, you know, I've played, you know, I played through Florence. I thought it was great. Uh, I know that 
uh, you know, Sarge is not a huge fan of, you know, a game console in your pocket. Um, we're not going to, we're not going to get there. Um, yep. There it is. Uh, game console in your pocket. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you to a sense, Bobby is it is. I think though, that's where it's going. I think in the next generation with streaming games, really becoming a thing that's going to open publishers, open it up a lot more for episodic content where it's like, okay, cool. You guys were going to give you the first couple chapters of this game. Here it is. Here's the next couple chapters of that game. And I know we didn't touch on it in news, but I think that's going to be even more prevalent when we start to see the Oculus Go take root. Um, yeah. You know, which I have a feeling with all the early reviews coming out, I mean, that thing's been blowing up. Um, I'm not just, I'm not saying episode games are poop. I'm just saying uh, aren't poop. I'm saying there hasn't been something where they've really been done right. Uh, well, I, I think, I think on that note too, what, what you're mentioning, like the shift, it goes beyond gaming too. Like mm-hmm. if we look over the last, you know, five, six, seven years with TV and like what Netflix did there with introducing, you know, streaming television and introducing an entire season uh, at the drop of a hat and like people watching literally a season of television in 48 hours and consuming something that like in comparison to like, I'm going to go watch this movie and I know I'm going to carve out a couple hours of my day and experience that. Well, now it's like, I'm going to binge watch something because I'm a monster. I have nothing better to do today. Um, but I think that that's an interesting thing to see, like how acceptable it is, like binge. Like we use that word so much now, like, oh, I binged that show. I went through it so quick. And like, when you look at like Rocket League, like maybe you binge a lot of Rocket League, get through some of those nights, you know, like you play a shit ton of that game. But there's, I mean, how many matches, if you if you seriously sit down like three hours of Rocket League, how many matches would you play? Uh, at least... 50 are, they, are you playing five minute matches though they're five yeah they're five minute matches but i mean that's the amount of times that forfeits happen it's one in ten so right no, no i was just i was doing you know quick math in my head if you think about that yeah, yeah quick math yeah in your head it's five minute matches they could go for 10 minutes based on overtime that kind of stuff but yeah yeah i mean you could get 50 to 75 games in there depending on right how well you're doing yeah i mean like monster hunter world <clears throat> like that is a game that i've got hundreds of hours in but i would not consider that to be a, i mean it's a it's a long experience but it's not a long game like the, like it's see, longer than can some some rounds see you see all right so i'm gonna i'll, I'll kind of break it down like like farming simulator yeah i'm going there again sorry guys um like when you start that game like you can only get a max amount of money from like a bank loan to be able to do something to be able to buy like other land or buy other equipment that kind of stuff it's good. They they've got at least fifty fields, if not more, in each like, I guess world. That's a lot of beans, man. That's a lot of beans, but you got to diverse, You got to diversify. You, you, you have, but you have to you have to build so much money to be able to progress. Like that's an actual progression g- game that's going to take time. That's going to be a lengthy game just for you to get to an actual end result. That's that's what I see something in length like. That's why I was t- kind of talking with division. Like you can't do anything until you get to level thirty. You can't get to level. T- you can't get to tier two unless you finish tier one. You know, so I mean, it kind of breaks it down that way. For right. is is it is it a, you know a lengthy progression or just well, gameplay? So now that we've kind of established 
at least some some core understanding of like the what we're looking at here. I'll start with Eric and I'll go over to Ryan next. Do you prefer shorter games or longer games, Eric? We're still talking about we're talking about games, right? Yeah, you said games, right? Um, yeah, I, I didn't say do you like it longer or shorter, personally, <sighs> or girthier. <laughs> wow. Um, God, I'm, 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 I'm the oldest one on the podcast, uh, but I am the biggest child uh, <laughs> here. Um, so I think it it really depends on in my, on my mood, right? Like I I prefer a good solid story experience, right? I am a sucker for, and I, I'm the I'm the, I love JRPGs for that exact reason, right? I can dump, you know, if I think I put I think I ended up putting you know fifty or a hundred or so hours into Final Fantasy fifteen uh, by the time I was done with it, but ultimately you could have you could beat that story in twenty hours. Um, you know, if you really wanted to rip through the game, it gives you the mechanics and things like that to do that. Um, right. But I like a good, tight, and I got a little turned off by the open worldness of Final Fantasy XV and what they were going for. But I like a, I enjoy a good, super tight experience uh, that could be, um, a twenty-hour game. I mean, it, that's a tough question to answer for me, because of you know I am, I've got two kids, I'm married. The shorter experiences lend themselves better. Uh, but I enjoy a long game when I got it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's some really good points coming up there, and I'll those here in a minute. Sarge, what about you, man? I mean, I if multiplayer is falling underneath short games, that's that's what I enjoy the most. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't know. I don't know where they land. I in my in my eyes, they land in a short game. But I mean, totally. that's, just, that's just how I see them. So I think you brought up some good points. Like life really got in the way of a lot of things, not in a bad way by any means, but life definitely creeps up in areas that impacts what we can can and can, cannot commit time to. And uh, I look at the I've, I've been podcasting uh, for about three and a half years now in various outlets, and I've re- more recently added to your point earlier, trying to do these like one minute reviews of things that I think are worth picking up and checking out. And so I always have this constant fear of like, I need to be playing something new. And uh, most recently I've been thinking like, okay, when can I really protect time to have some of those longer experiences that I really like, you know, the time spent with the Witcher and I'm playing Dragon's Dogma right now. That's by no means a short game. And I would love to be able to like see it through, but there's also just this need to be playing current games to be relevant in podcasting. You know, like I think about that a lot. And uh, Bobby, wild. Bobby, do you suffer from FOMO? It's a real, no. dis- it's a real disease, and there, it, there are options for help. <laughs> How long is it though? <laughs> <laughs> I can't come back from that one. <laughs> uh, you know, so I think, I think that, yeah, I, I guess like fear of missing out on some shit, like would be, would be there, especially with like a new game coming out. Like we've talked about Borderlands Three. Uh, we talked about Rage 2, like these are games. Uh, get a little steamy over there talking about these long games. Apparently my camera just, <laughs> woo, put on the, uh, it's, uh, well, well, okay. There it goes. All right. Uh, 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 what was chat saying here? Are we talking relevant games for after the podcast or gaming while? No, so uh, the topic tonight is uh, what is the length of game that we prefer, right? Are we, are we, are we and we, we kind of quantified that 
to you know a, sh- a short game is anything under 20 hours and then a longer game would be something a long experience uh from there so i don't know what my camera's doing all right go uh but yeah so like for for me i think right now like i do i appreciate um shorter games but in my heart like there's something really special about knowing that i'm gonna i'm gonna commit you know 40 to 80 hours with this character and these people in this world and uh, I am a sucker for for RPGs. Uh, those are those are my sweet spot. So uh, I'm playing Dragon's Dogma on my Switch, so I can take that with me. Have a little more flexibility, which is great. Soon, soon. Project X. So I mentioned I mentioned Florence earlier, and I know that you played Florence, and that's a 30 minute game. But is there like one of the what's one of the shorter games that stands out to you too? Like that you've played that you've really been impressed by that's that's not multiplayer ryan you have to come back to me okay i gotta think about that well i mean if you think back of it you know it's i feel like the you know i'm going to answer your question a little bit longer form give ryan some time to talk to think about it so i think yeah and i agree i'm a sucker for storylines if i think back to you know when i started playing games on nintendo and super nes right if you think back to the original ninja gaidens the original metroids the original zeldas right these are not long experiences um long experiences by today's standards right you could and the the castlevania series I've, i've talked about how influential that series was in my time like you could beat the first castlevania in you know 15 you know 15 or so hours um right. you know if you're re- and that's a, that's 100 percent complete um you know and it think you think about 100 percent complete in 15 hours now there's not a there's not a lot of games you can you can do that in right unless they're specifically right. designed to have that t- that type thing so i think um you know as i've matured i uh, to your exact point bobby i there was a you know build up where i am a sucker for great storyline the witcher or something like that oh, um, man. but i also love Ugh. You know, the thing that drives me bonkers about those games and that I rarely finish, I finished The Witcher 3, of course, uh, but I, I literally had to force myself one day to sit down and just finish the story, right? Because it was, it got to the point where I was so overloaded and uh, and I think that's why I tend to lean towards the JRPGs because they are rather, they're relatively linear um, in, in that respect. Uh, so I can stay focused uh, and I can, be, yeah. you know, I can consume the story uh, and those story beats as they, as they, as they, uh, and I think that's why I lean towards Bioware games, right? Because they're not necessarily open world RPGs. They are very, you know, driven uh, points. As much as I love Skyrim and as much as, 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 you know, as many hours as I put into Skyrim, I never beat the story. Oh, really? I had easily a thousand hours in that game. Never once completed the story. So do you, do you think that you get fatigued? And playing these big ass games? No, it's ADD. Like I started, I literally started six different characters with that game because I would pick, I would play for a couple months, and I, yeah. I, I would just go in a different direction. All right, this time I'm going to go straight north. This time I'm going to go straight south. This time I'm going to go straight east, and just go. And that's how I approached those games. Yeah. And it would just be, here's, uh, here's that. You know, here is, here is. Oh, here's a question mark. I got to go see it. But the main missions. 300 miles west no no this one's yeah. this one's 100 miles east let's go check that yeah. out um right. it, it's more of a it's more of a, my severe add when i get into games like that which is the whole reason i never finished red dead right is it just got so overwhelming for me all the shits uh in the map 
Um, yeah, and that's the same. You know, I'm I'm at the same point with Final Fantasy 14 right now is because there's so much to do in that game right now, whether it is crafting or running missions or getting up to max level so I can play with, you know, Skiwi and Muscle Mage and all these folks that, you know, I'm in different discords with and I play with. Um, it's yeah, it's it's almost overwhelming to me and takes away and is a detriment to that experience. Uh, I, I totally feel it, man. Like I, I remember playing like Skyrim, especially, but The Witcher, like mm-hmm. going into these towns and like you come across these buildings. Like when I play a game like that, like I one, I turn into like this really shitty hoarder. Like everything I see, I pick up, thinking I can make a quick okay. buck, or like it's going to serve some purpose. Like I got fifty melons in my basement. Like I don't know why. <laughs> And, like, I also just have to, like, go and explore these places. And so, like, I'm a bit, all right, I got to play. Fuck, I've been in this house for 45 minutes trying to read the bound of these books on what the shelf is. Like, I I absolutely will pick up every quest and bounty from anybody that offers it to me. I have to be, like, the worst Yelp review, like, savior of the world. Where, like, <laughs> this asshole's been on task for, like, 30 fucking hours trying to get this thing done. But he's been in my basement doing fuck all for god knows how long like i am terrible about that but i get really excited to know about the world i'm in and explore it and take my time with it so when i get one of those games i really get one of those games and i think that's uh that's something that has to be balanced by a lot of short games yeah i think i think if we look at to ryan's point the the open you know the uh the 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 games as a service model games right uh and going back to the new segment where we talked about ghost recon that is a great game that they have continually added these micro engagements into this world that allows you to just say oh cool well here's a reason now to jump back into that game it's going to be a three four or five hour experience running this mission where they've got john barenthal uh, like the Predator mission was one of the funnest things I ever did in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when they actually, they literally threw the Predator in there and you had to hunt the Predator down and you had to work as a team or the Predator murdered all of you, um, as the Predators tend to do. Um, but I think, you know, I think that's ultimately where the industry is going, especially as VR states starts to take more root. And this is more along the lines of what I was talking about a little bit earlier for the chat when I say episodic content, right, is the world is always going to exist. I think Ubisoft is a great example, and they're doing this correctly uh, with games like For Honor, with games like um, Ghost Recon, and most notably the newest one, Division 2. The world always exists. There's always going to be persistent experiences for you to just grow around, but they're constantly adding on new wings or new, you know, if you want to think about it as a hotel room, right? They're putting a new floor on, and now there's uh, now there's 50 more rooms for for experiences. Um, I I think a cool point to bring up here with that is, you know, I mentioned Destiny earlier, and that's that's another one of those that keeps adding shit into, and some of those changes really did not favor. Uh, the end user. And what I mean by that is, is, and I think what it comes down to, like, I don't mind the time commitment to a game as long as the game respects the time that I'm committing to that game. And what I mean by that is, like, is the juice worth the squeeze, right? Like, am I going to get something out of this hour that I put into this or this tw- these 20 hours? Like, I looked at, like, I'll go back to Destiny. And when Forsaken came out, that's when I fell off. Um, I felt that they made it damn near impossible on the grind to get what the game was all about. Like if you're, if it's a looter shooter, give me some fucking loot. And, uh, you know, I think that's a big, a big problem. And so like, this was a game that made a lot of time. Uh, 
uh, as a service, but when it wasn't respecting the time that it was demanding out of me, I no longer felt like it needed my time. And I moved away from it. And it was a very personal thing for me. And I, I think when you get these games like The Division, uh, we'll, we'll bring it up. We'll bring up Anthem. Uh, we'll bring up, you know, these. You did it. We had to. You I went, did it. You went there. I went I, I did go there. Um, I think it's a big point of contention is, is that you are, you ask a lot out of the people from a financial standpoint, but also uh, from a standpoint of these are, this is going to take a lot of your time, time away from places, people, things, et cetera. Right. You got to make it worth it. You got to make it worth the time committed to it if you want it there. And I think that's where these short game, long games things start to really get a little bit more muddy is when it's a game that absolutely needs to be a long game, but doesn't make it worth it to be a long game. And that's something that, that happens quite a bit. Well, I think that goes back to our original question, right? Is, you know, how do you, how do you put a monetary value on that time yep. based on the experience, right? Like, you know, how do you gauge that $60? How do you say this $60 is worth my time for Ryan? It's very much, is this a multiplayer? And I'm just going to talk like you're not here. Um, yeah. for, for Ryan, it's very much a, you know, a multiplayer experience. If it's there, that $60 is a hundred percent worth it to him, or he can farm soybeans. Um, Soy them beans. you know, uh, one of those, I think for me that va- I, I don't care if the game costs $60 or if the game costs $10, I'm there to see. And we've talked about this a lot of times, right? Is I'm not, I'm not one to get on the internet and ever like, be like, fuck you, Bioware, fuck you, Epic for making a shitty game. Um, right. you know, or I'm not going to yell and scream, you know, I'm still burnt. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think co-op is a big part of it for me too. I will always go, yeah. um, I, don't get me wrong. I enjoy competitive multiplayer. I used to be, I'm, as I'm getting older, my reaction times are slowing down a little bit, uh, and stuff like that. I mean, I used to be really good, uh, at competitive multiplayer games. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's a, it's, I love co-op experiences. I love things where I can hop in with you guys, or I can say, all right, guys, the, the stream's open to viewers. Why don't you guys hop in? That's why I'm super excited for Borderlands, uh, because of the drop in, drop out co-op and stuff like that, where I can just have these, these shared moments with people. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to, you know, Final Fantasy, you know, I, I put, I mean, I almost lost my marriage over Final Fantasy XI. Let's just put it that way, right? Which is the, which was the previous MMO. Uh, it got to the point where I was coming home from work, and this was pre kids, right? But it got to the point where I was coming home from work, and I was running, helping run a guild um, in that game, and uh, we had to go do this thing called uh, Dyna- uh, Dynamis, which was like a raid instance. And Final Fantasy XI was unforgiving with players' time. To your point, Bobby. These things yep. could take 10 hours to complete. Yeah. Um, well, and that was without any wipes. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's game. Just, it's, it's, it's funny that you bring it up, man. Like it, it, it hits a nerve in a, in a, I am absolutely like, I have an addictive personality when it comes to gaming and like yeah. it would absolutely, and it has controlled me in areas of my life when it was a little bit easier to get by. Um, my wife is completely supportive of like my habit with gaming and she is all about like the, the joy it brings me. But at the end of the day, like I had to set some, some hard and fast rules for myself just because like, if they're not in place, like I would literally be a, a, a a trash human. Right. And, uh, so like, I, I just, I've made some, some, so like a trash panda. 
uh it's like a dumpster fire you know like <laughs> just just real bad got you know, it not great uh i i just don't play like because i don't have like a gaming room or anything that i could i have this office but i have a nice setup in our in our family room living room area and so whenever we're home together unless she, she's awake and hanging out with me like i'm just not playing yeah. because like i would if i would do that then I, I would not respect our time together and that and like i think that's when i really started to shift more to shorter games because i could fit them in around my work schedule and my my time with family yep. and uh it's just it's 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 a compromise you know like it's something that's always going to be there it's been a constant in my life playing games but i have to evolve it and and respect it in a way that i can yeah absolutely so with that being said would you rather have a hundred stacked hours of short games or a hundred hour even one experience Oh, fucking camera. I'm going to do this blurry. I hope it just comes back. Uh, oh, it came back. A um, hundred st- shit. I think that's the battle. F- uh, I think that's the, uh, I think that's the battle royale, in, you know, conundrum, right? Is that the battle royale conundrum or the rocket league conundrum is that hundred short games, yeah. right? I'll have that hundred experiences um and then the stacked hundred hours is is the is the service model or the game like the final fantasies uh, you know that i get that i get so into personally i would go for the stacked hundred experience you know if 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 i had so to you answer want, the question you want a hundred hour order i want one want. game no no i want one game oh, okay. um i want one game that i can dive into and i can spend hours and hours and hours with and then move on you know to the next game um right i i don't mind the micro experiences and the brs like for example i've you know i bought the battle pass for the first season of apex and i've played three i've played three games just because division came out and now there's other stuff i'm doing um you know rage comes out in a couple of weeks i'm probably 100 percent gonna pick that up uh and that'll maybe carry me through and now that uh black desert's coming out on game pass um and there's gonna be a bunch of people that are hopping into that uh, I and may, we're never going to talk to each other again. Yeah, I may pick that yeah. up. Um, I'm still not, and you, actually, we all may never talk to each other again because if Square Enix actually does announce that Final Fantasy 14 is coming to Xbox, I'm I'm gonna be I'm I'm gone. I'm out. See you later. Be no more. Ryan, you didn't answer the short game question either, but I'll let you just take the mic for a bit and answer some of these questions. Yeah, um, short game not multiplayer anything like that um was uh, a game called how to survive i enjoyed playing that game it's a zombie survival oh, game that was a good game i remember that one it's uh a very like it's a it's a overhead style game that you look down on your person right around um it's got a storyline of you're on a you're on like a cruise ship and everybody dies except for a handful of people and you know spoiler alert at the end like this guy intentionally made a machine that like crashes boats in the area and gets you you know gets you to rest, uh crash your boat and then tries to kill these people and all like all the zombies that you fight are all people that have been previously killed um but i i put a decent amount of hours into like a decent amount of time into it it didn't take a whole beat but it's something that I could like go back through and play through multiple times. It is a co-op game, but it's not like multiplayer as in Apex or BRs or anything like that. So um, 
for a short game, How to Survive was a good one. And they actually came out with two of them, and I played both of them all the way through. Nice, Didn't take, it wasn't a whole lot of time. So, uh, so what? I, I think I know the answer. I, I, I literally, Ryan, spoiler alert, I put this question in there for you because I think I wanted to have one that you could slam dunk on, which was the... Uh, I, I, I'm assuming that you would take the, the 100 stacked hours of short games. I, I would, and... The the way that you said like never see each other again, I th- I think that's like a, a weird thing that I've got. Like if I don't see this like a specific kind of people or like mm-hmm. the specific same group of people every single week, I it it kind of puts me in a mood. Like this week, I haven't I haven't talked to Caleb. I haven't talked to either one of you guys like at all. At least not that that much. And we haven't played games in I don't know two weeks at least. And it kind of sucked. It's it's kind of put me in like a different kind of mood for the fact that like I I like to play these games like that are quick. That you know if you know Eric doesn't have a whole lot of time, we can get in four four games of Apex just because mm-hmm. you can die and be back in a game in thirty seconds. Like it's yep. really fast. And and it goes all the way back to the reason I know Eric is because of Battlefield because mm-hmm. we were playing these short games constantly over and over and over again and i would rather have those experiences where i actually get to meet people and play these games and have that experience with somebody else and like there's you you have no idea how i don't even think eric knows how many times me and caleb love Wub, if uh everybody in chat doesn't know um like we've got so hyped i've i've woken my wife up i've when me and him lived together for like one summer during college it was the best summer that me and him could probably say that we ever had for the fact that, I guess when it comes to gaming, that we were so involved in, in a game together that didn't have a story, that, that we, we made our own little stories and still talk about to this day. That's awesome. And, you know, that's, that's, where, the, that's where the short game gets me. Long, you can play that all day long, but for the most part, you're playing that by yourself. Like, I played Assassin's Creed, and I enjoyed those, and I played those all the way through, and I did the same thing Eric did. Oh, yeah, there's a stupid little side mission, or I need to go over here and get this little nest so I can see more of the map. And I would go get all of these little things and end up turning, you know, a, I don't know, a, a 20-hour game into a 100-hour game for reason. Yep. And, you know, oh, I just want to go get into a fight for 20 minutes just because... The fighting aspect of Assassin's Creed is fantastic, especially when the first one came out, and that was the first of its kind when it came to it. So, well, if you're missing playing games on Xbox, you can have which is Obi. Why are you cut out that? big time? I didn't hear a single word you said. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay, uh, I was gonna say, I know that we haven't been on Xbox a lot recently. But you're more than welcome to come over to my house and play the game I've been playing the last few weeks, which is Obi. Why are you eating that? Please don't. Oh, okay. Let me take that's you a... outside. Oh, okay. It's a that's constant a game, game, nonstop. I mean, Usually my dog's a year and a half old, and he still does it. So, I mean, it's a fun, yeah. fun game. I'm on that puppy game, now. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just. I'm just saying like, no, just that. Time apart was just. You are. It's hard. It, 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 it really it really gets it really gets me in a, like a difficult mood you're, you're blaming sometimes don't point fingers i'll point point over there over there which way am i pointing am i pointing <laughs> the right way i can't figure this out 
I'm all fucked with the, the threesome here. Yeah, Not I know. The, the we gotta like oh. we were here on threesome. Uh, bring it, so bring it, like, bring it back to the pervy. What the, the questions that you guys like? I just put a few down. Was there anything that you wanted to ask, or anything that you guys wanted? To about well, Bobby, we would like you to a- to answer some of these questions because I don't think you really actually answered. Them. Yeah, you've been dodging. I feel like you, 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 you agree. Uh, Can you agree okay. with me? I like. I want the long game. Give me a long game, a deep experience. Like that's that's what I'm looking for. Lots of girth uh, in the plot. Oh no. Um, the longest game I played, I, probably Witcher or, or Persona. Shortest game is Florence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I fit shorter games in where I can. Um, I think shorter games shouldn't cost less money. Uh, I think it's all about the experience that you're paying for. And I don't think that a long game necessarily means it's going to be a good game either. So I think that that pretty much answers all those. Well done. Lightning well round. Well done, sir. Lightning round passed. Short and sweet. Lightning round passed. You want to queue up? Uh, oh, do we have a Smurf fact this week? I, I got it. I don't Smurf have the I don't have yeah. the sweet sound effect, but we'll get into Smurf facts in just a minute. <laughs> so I think you know, uh, just to bookend the topic, right? I think you know, ultimately it comes down. Personally, and this is this is not you know a you know hey this is what the nerdy bits crew on bounty board said to do. I think it all comes down to what do you value for your dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the hundred dollars I spent seeing Endgame uh, was a hundred percent worth it uh, in every way. Well, I mean, when you get done with the drinks uh-huh. and the, when you get done with the drinks oh, and the food easily. and everything easily. else, dude, it was a hundred. Oh, bucks. my Stubbs card! I got, I got popcorn and soda. For no, food. no, no, no! I, I had, I had, I had. So, <laughs> so Alamo Draft House does like they, they do the, they make a theme for the movie out of the menu. So I had the Titan Burger, which was a half pound. Oh. Co- no, it's so good! I'm just salivating thinking about it. It was, uh, it was a half pound of. Kobe beef on a brioche bun. Um, you saw it at Alamo too. That's what I'm talking about. Um, it was, it was so good. You snapped that. It was burger. gone. I got a. I don't remember what the drink was. I got it. it was whatever the drink was on the menu, if you remember. Um, but yeah, it was that uh, whatever they had. The Titan sauce. Mm, I see. I liked the Titan sauce. It was jalapeno. It was, it was like a yeah. It was a it was it was delicious and creamy. Had some little spice to it. Uh, had a little bit of jalapeno in there. You you did it, Bobby. Not me. I was gonna leave it at that. Anyway, um, what's been my eyes that did the talking there? Um, I don't I don't even remember where I where we're going with this now. Oh, to look at it. Yeah, I think it's value for it's. You have to put the value uh, on what is worth the time. You know, for your money. Um, yeah. So vote anyway, with your dollar. Yeah, vote with your dollar. Exactly. And I think that ultimately, to really bring it back to what we were talking about at the very, very beginning um, of the podcast with all the stuff going with Epic and developers and Crunch, we're ultimately going to fix that as the as the consumer, right? We're yeah. the ones that have to vote with our dollars. We're the ones that have to look out for these people that actually um, – that actually make these experiences that we enjoy so much. Um, you know, there, that's funny that you say that because the Alamo that I went to was actually having a work function there that morning. So that would be really weird. Well, you guys, we got to well, figure this out. When did you see the movie? Was it on a Friday morning? 
Yep. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I don't want to say it was, it was definitely that city. But if it was the... This requires pure silence. Thursday, okay. Yeah, yeah, Blizzard. Okay, yeah, I knew Blizzard took uh, everybody on Thursday. But yeah, mine, it was not, uh, definitely not Blizzard that was there. <laughs> um, it was definitely a smaller, like, law firm or something like that. I think I couldn't remember what it what it was. Anyway, uh, well, that's awesome. Um, so with that said, let's wrap it up, shall we, boys? Let's get into let's some, let's get into some, let's, let's get into some bounties. No, we do, so let's do smart facts. Let's do it at the very end. Okay. Close it up with this. Uh, Bobby. So each, each week you want to set up what the bounties are? Each week we cover. Yeah, I'll, I'll set them up. Uh, so okay. each week we do our bounties. That is what we're watching, reading, playing, listening to. Uh, you know, the things that we're into uh, over the week. So uh, we go, you're just kind of roundhorn style. Have a little bit of discussion there. So Bobby, what have, uh, what have you been doing? We got two weeks of bounties worth to cover here, boys. Know, so I'm, I'm going to try and keep it... Uh... I might do two games. I might do two games. All right. So I'm not going to talk about Game of Thrones and Endgame because we've been doing a lot of that. But I did start watching uh, Black Summer on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, if you like 28 Days Later, it's it's a TV show that's very similar to the pacing and style of that. Mm -hmm. So not bad. Fast, fast, Uh, fast zombies. Very fast zombies, which yeah. is my favorite type of zombie. Really? Love no, that. I, don't I like love it. fast zombies. It's it's not pra- It's not realistic though. I mean, are zombies? <laughs> Potentially. Got him. Fair. Uh, what have I been listening to? I got... You cut out. Watched... Wow, what do I keep cutting out? It's, 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 it's a Discord thing. Not, oh. not a Bobby thing. Damn it. Damn you, so, Discord. No. Um, I went to the concert for Foles, and that was a ton of fun. Really enjoyed that. Uh, outside of them, I've been listening to a band called Bronco, and nice. they're pretty damn good. Um, what I've been playing, uh, I'm playing Dragon's Dogma for the first time ever. I don't know how I slept on that game for seven years, but it is very, very good. Uh, I enjoy that game a whole heck of a lot. And uh, I ended up picking up Cuphead again, and I'm playing that on my Switch. Nice. And I'm having... It's it works really well on the Switch. Uh, I did a little bit of traveling last week, so I was I was a bit more mobile, and that's one of the reasons I've been on Xbox as much. Um, I did download Mortal Kombat, but I haven't started playing it yet. So I got the new Mortal Kombat 11. So many good people talking about the storyline in that game. Um, uh, uh, yeah, the people that I respect their opinions. Yeah, are saying some really great things. So yep. that those are my bounties. That's what I'm too. I haven't read anything for a while. Uh, I tried to read a little bit of uh, the news, but that's pretty depressing right now. Yeah, so don't I do that. that. Yep. Sarge. <coughs> Sarge, what have I been doing? Um, outside of I baby, outside of baby classes. Yeah, I did a baby. little bit of traveling. Um, I haven't played much games past uh, week. I think the last time I played some games was last Wednesday for my last stream before I left for the weekend. Um, I've been wanting to get on games again, and I just haven't had that opportunity to. Um, uh, what I've been listening to is uh, there's a, a guy out of uh, Kansas City. Um, his name's Tech Nine. He just put out a new album called Nina. 
Um, he's he's a really good. Uh, he's a rapper, uh, underground rapper. He's known, I guess, worldwide. Um, <coughs> but it's been really cool to to see that he's continu- uh, continuously putting out music. I know you guys aren't into hip hop as much as me, but um, I really enjoy. Are you, are you talking about Tech Nine. Yes, sir. Not like not like the Tech Nine, but the underground Tech Nine. Do what? Yeah, because there's two. There's the Tech Nine, which is like there's a big name Tech Nine, but then there's like the underground Tech Nine. The, the underground tech, 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 yeah, tech Nine from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, one of one of them was was shot recently. Uh, it probably wasn't the Tech Nine that I'm that I'm talking about. <laughs> Not to be insensitive, I but I would know. Were they shot with a Tech Nine? <laughs> <laughs> Shots know. fired. Oh wait. Um, yeah, I think it's a different one. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a few different Tech. And hold on, hold on, Ryan. I don't mean to cut you off, but you're excited to get into League, Bobby? Is that what you meant in the chat? Oh no, I was okay. talking about uh, this. Sorry. Story from- Bobby, are we playing League? Yeah, I just, I was like, don't be excited for that, no, like, at no, all. No, that's, don't, that's, don't. That's, 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 Bounty Board that's, League. Yeah. No, I'm good. No? Okay. We'll let, we'll let you run with that one, Sarge. <laughs> you and um, Smurf can head that up. That's fine. That's a, that's a pass. The real players, we'll, we'll, we'll play that game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been listening to him. I use a lot of his music to, uh, to work out to that kind of stuff. So, um, reading nothing watching uh still watching community uh i watch that almost every day i love that show so much i love the office community i can't i can't get away from i can't watch anything new um but that's about it um i I actually what i'm starting to do is for i think either this week or next week i'm going to be doing uh i think eric you know duchess of sass from mm-hmm. the Dreamy Team, uh, me and her are going to be doing a joint stream of uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. So I'm playing awesome. an almost single player game. Okay, is that does that count for me getting away from multiplayer? Since it's just co-op. Um, no, it's still very. Damn much. it! What? Still... It's not the same though. It's not. It's not the same. But okay. Um, but yeah, I'm doing like a, a dual stream with. Creed Unity today. I didn't that's even a- know it was co-op, so that's I'm awesome. excited about that. Nice. But that's, that's all I got cool. for the bounties. My Eric, turn. what have you been doing, man? My turn. So, yeah, last week was the first time in 38 years. No, well, sorry. In almost 30 You cried during a movie? No. Um, oh. I do that quite frequently. I was not afraid to shed a tear. Oh. Um... In my almost my entire video game career, where I did not play a game all week, I tried wow. to. Pl- I did. Well, sorry. The, I let me caveat that. I did play for about an hour. The power went out, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to bed." Um, and that's the first time that's ever happened because the power kicked right back on, uh, and that happened. So I'm excited to play some games tonight. I think it was you know after the work week last week and everything else. I was just so washed. Uh, from traveling and you know whatnot. Uh, this week, what have I been uh, watching and playing? Uh, Melissa and I recently discovered the show Seeking Sister Wives. It's a it's a good one. Um, it is uh, about polygamists uh, that are looking forward to bring in you know their second or third wife uh, into the marriage. Um, no, you know, <laughs> super interesting concept. Not for me. I am a, a wolf or a penguin. Uh, if you don't know, those are two animals that mate for life with a single mate. 
Um, so, uh, but it's really interesting to watch these people try and find this third person, uh, and you know, some of the jealousy that ensues and things like that. It's, it's your typical reality TV. Um, other than that, uh, started Cobra Kai season two. It is just as good. Uh, just as good as season one. Um, that show makes me so happy, uh, in so many ridiculous ways. Um, because it literally is, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. We'll try and find it, uh, and post it in the show notes, but there was a trailer that came out that's, I can't remember who did it, uh, where they literally proposed the theory that Daniel LaRusso was a sociopath that moved into the Valley and tormented Johnny. Uh, not that Johnny was ever the bad guy and Cobra Kai was ever uh, the issue. Um, and it's basically that YouTube theory. Uh, on there so that's what i'm uh watching uh not really reading there's a couple books on the thing still listening to lore making my way through that podcast if you're not listening to that podcast and you are a fan of anything to do with the history of the world uh and it's darker corners um highly recommend i can't recommend that podcast enough uh it is so good uh and they're 30 minute episodes uh and they're just awesome uh every single one of them so that's, that's great. great. That's about it, boys. Let's, you know. Nice. Cool. Let's close awesome. it down with a... I'm not even going to try. I was about to try and, like, maybe sing the sound effect, but it's not going to happen. Smurfact. Oh, yeah. Smurfact. Tech 9 is a legendary rapper from KC. Uh, yep. The Rock actually that. shouted him out on, like, a, a news interview. The other day. I, was, I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's kind of surprising. The Rock is into, like, hardcore rap and devil-worshipping rap. So, Tech yeah. Nine, a devil worshiper? It's, no, it's not devil. No, that's yeah. I was like, wait a minute, that was really weird. No, that. that's the that's just a thing that that um, people people like to say about him. So he oh, brings it up a lot. So Tech, Tech Supreme coming in. Tech Supreme coming in with the, the facts. I like it. One with of the, the most facts. so Tech Nine, legendary rapper out of Kansas City, yeah, yeah, and one of the most successful independent record labels, Strange Music. I'm gonna have to check them out. Thank you, Tech. The, the yeah. Tech Nine I mentioned was from Philly. That was shot. Yeah, because there was another was, Tech Nine rapper. Can we? Tech- he, was, he was a battle rapper. He said not with the Tech Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good. Thank you for clearing that up because that uh, was a question. Uh, killed last month. Not with the Tech. Uh, awesome. Anyway, Smurf. <laughs> I can't stop. Uh, uh, this is the Smurf fact. We just got the best we, fact. Right yeah, here. we just got fact. Uh, we got the, the, the rap the, fact. This, of the the week. Smurf fact and the Tech fact. So. <laughs> Uh, in honor of Endgame, Smurf writes, The Infinity Gauntlet is an American comic book storyline published by Marvel Comics consisting of an epitomous six-issue limited series written by Jim Starlin and penciled by George Perez and Ron Lim. Uh, it was published from July to December in 1991 and a number of tie-in books into which the storyline crossed over with a number with a number of tie-in books which the storyline crossed over. Um, if you haven't gone back, uh, you know, just, you know, for those of you who are not reading Marvel comics or haven't read them your entire life, the MCU takes a lot of liberties, uh, with it. They're not the same, but they are very much, you know, uh, the hand, a lot of the same characters and stuff like that. But anyway, awesome. Thank you for that smart fact. Let's wrap it up boys. So as always, uh, Bobby peace, where can people yeah. find you? Uh, LemmercheckSmack.com is the easiest way. I'll throw up, you mentioned those reviews earlier uh, in the show, so there's a link going into the chat 
for the ones I've been pu- publishing the most. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, lumberjacksmack.com. You can link to all my stuff there. Uh, right now I'm doing short form videos, hopefully some longer stuff down the road. Awesome. Sarge. Sergeant Sodium uh, on Twitter, Xbox, uh, Instagram. I actually started posting on there now. <laughs> yeah, look at you. Um, I'm coming up in the world. Uh, yeah, I'm working on a couple things with uh, with the YouTube channel as well. So it's gonna, it's should all be the same name across all platforms. So fantastic, fantastic, <laughs> and I am Hyberglass everywhere that it matters. Uh, normally, we man- mainstream this on uh, Nerdy Bits. TV on Twitch. Uh, you can check it out there uh, for both my uh, stream schedule and Sergeant Sodium stream schedule. You can check out nerdybits.com slash watch uh, for all of the podcast listings. We do have a couple under the Nerdy Bits brand. Bounty Board being this one, the main group podcast. Bobby and Lubwub also do another phenomenal one uh, called um, Why Plus Am one. I... Thank you. <laughs> For saving me there, because I completely blanked on the name. <laughs> uh, postmortem, where they deep dive into a single game, single topic, a little bit longer form. And then Caleb has a phenomenal, uh, Caleb being Love Love, has a phenomenal uh, podcast with his grandmother uh, called uh, Procedural Generations. Generations. Uh, so good. I, I got that one. I knew that one, Bobby. Um, <laughs> where they both play the same game and then approach it from different uh, viewpoints, given that you know Caleb is a young buck. Uh, and his grandmother oh, is his grandmother. Um, with that said, and then if you could ch- check out any of our content at nerdybits.com slash read. And again, all those podcasts are at nerdybits.com slash listen. Signing off for the boys. We'll be live here in a minute playing something. Uh, but this is Bounty Board for this week. Take care, everyone. Later. See you guys.